Hi, and welcome to Connecting the Dots, the podcast. My name is Cassie Hubert, and it's my pleasure to be hanging out with you today. This is the podcast about connection between creativity and motherhood, our relationships and our ability to perform for those of us who are performers. This is the conversation where we talk about the ways that we can more deeply connect. And if you are a creative professional mother, then you're most welcome. And if you're just a creative mother, then you're also in the right place. So tune in to these conversations and my thoughts about the nature of motherhood and creativity. So today's episode, I want to talk about slowing down to really notice. I don't know about you, but quite often my world can feel very fast paced. I know our culture is hugely fast paced. Everything happens at the speed of light. I realise that the coronavirus pandemic has definitely slowed a lot of things down. And I hope that when we finally get out of these restrictions, we will have learned something from the enforced slowdown. However, it can be so tempting to just charge about the place and really believe the more I'm doing, the busier that I am, the more productive, the more effective, the more worthwhile my life is. I don't know if you wrestle with that. I know for years, growing up, I did so many things. I'm quite amazed how I fit them all in. I was usually in three or four plays or productions of some kind, whether they were at school or local amateur companies. I was reading for pleasure. I also did A-level English, so I was reading for college. I was also in the orchestra, the jazz band, the choir. And when I look back on it, I look at it with a sort of a recognition that often when I was flattest, it would have really benefited me to have some downtime and to be able to run at less of a crazy pace. Something I have noticed since having children, you know, when you have a newborn, you spend so much of your time, particularly if you breastfeed, you spend so much of your time not really doing very much. And yet within that, what you're doing is massive and it takes so much time. I remember how I would sit on the sofa and feed my eldest and we would sit there and I remember one day when she was seriously cluster feeding, I pretty much spent about five hours solid on the sofa which sounds amazing, was a little bit stiff making. And I did get up to go to the loo and, you know, make a cup of tea, but that was about the extent of it. And you suddenly realise that your days can be immensely full without doing half or even a fraction of the things you used to fill them with. And what I discovered through slowing down was how, how much there was to notice, how much that maybe I'd miss, how much of the nuance of interaction with my daughter and then you know subsequent children when you're not charging about to get to everything how much more room there is to really fully dive into what is in front of you and in our own creative lives and the work we want to make the same is true so often we can push and push ourselves to just get through this thing to the next thing to the next moment you know just get over this hump and then we'll be in plain sailing or just get to the weekend you know we can push ourselves through and miss things but not only do we miss things we also find that we're exhausted when we get to stop and I have found that the more I slow the more my brain does a whole load of ticking along in the background the more I come up with ideas that maybe I wouldn't have come up with, or certainly not so soon. I find that the more time I have to stare out the window to think deeply, the more my brain makes connections between things that maybe I hadn't made before. I don't know if this is something you do, 
perhaps you are still rushing at a pace or trying to get your kid to this class or to that thing. And, you know, there's huge merit in doing all of those things. But something I've noticed is that if we don't allow ourselves to slow down, we miss stuff. Not only do we miss things, we miss opportunities for connection, both to the quiet parts of our own souls, but also to those whose relationships mean the most to us. Our children are only with us for a short space of time, even if, you know, 18 to 25 years feels like a very long space of time. In the grand scheme of things, it's really rather short. And the time when they are small is so fast. The the speed with which it moves is just breakneck, even if you aren't doing loads and rushing about the place. So for our own creative insights, we need that time to go for a walk unplugged, to have a cup of tea, to just sit on the sofa and cuddle your child, to read a book, to not do anything obviously, in quotes, productive. Because how else do we connect to those inner workings of our own souls if we can't hear them, if we have no room and no time and no space to listen? Some of my best work has come out of leaving space. Some of my best insights have definitely come that way. You know, if you're a, if you're a Christian or if you're a praying person, do you talk to God? Do you go for walks where you can just leave the space to maybe hear his voice, which so often comes in a very gentle, quiet, whispery nudge, rather than a big booming thunderbolt-like voice that splits the skies? I go for a walk and I allow that space to just notice things. And to be honest, usually for the first 20, 25 minutes, I'm just walking. Even my own brain can't hear itself think. And when we first moved here during uh, the sort of the summer of pandemic life, it had been so long since I'd gone for these walks and had the space to myself that I realized it's a bit like looking into deep water. You kind of need to let your eyes grow accustomed to the shadows and the shades before you can see deeper into it. If the ripples are still flowing across the surface of the water, if you are still charging about like, you know, a blue ass fly, you, you can't go deep. You need the still waters that run deep that allow you to see to the bottom. The best work we can make The work that comes from the depth of our understanding, our insight, our wisdom, our joy, our pain. I suppose if you you see your own pain as an open wound, you need to have begun to heal before you're ready to share it, but it doesn't have to be fully healed up. But the ones that come from the deep place of pain and lament also need a little bit of room. Otherwise, they end up being very emotive, but not necessarily anything like as eloquent as I'd like. And then they are all about me rather than being about me and my experience, but really about the things that we can all connect with. So I want to encourage you this coming week to notice where you are charging about at the speed of light. Where could you maybe cut something or at least slow it down? Lean into that white space. Brene Brown talks about leaving white space and margin in your day-to-day life. Lots of people talk about margin. Actually, margin allows for wiggle room. When things encroach over because they turn out to be bigger than you thought, you need the margin so that they don't run off the page. In the same way with our lives, if we don't allow margin, how do we expect our creativity to flourish when we're wall to wall, get it done in these 10 minutes and then move? You can't. It just doesn't work that way. Where can you create more margin and where can you give yourself permission to slow down and stop? A couple of weeks ago, I had a really lovely afternoon where I was so tired and 
it had been one of those those weeks where everyone was sleeping awkwardly. It was all over the place. And so my daughter, my elder daughter, I think, was on a Zoom call with some friends, which is one of the benefits of pandemic life has meant that she's been able to access seeing her friends that are in different parts of the country much more easily. But so she was off doing that. My eldest son was, he's eight, and he loves water and he was in the bath. So he was having a great time. My youngest son, who is the baby, he was wanting to feed, to nurse, and then fall asleep on me. And my middle daughter, she was doing her own thing, playing with fairies, drawing fairies, hopefully not drawing fairies on the wall. And I was feeling so tired. We didn't have the TV on. I sat there feeding the baby and wanting to doze and keeping an ear out for, you know, signs of desperate splashing because, you know, he's eight, he can handle a bath, but, you know, it's always worth to keep an ear out. And my daughter, who is often so boisterous and vigorous in her manner and her movements, she just came and brought a blanket, which is incredibly cute, and sat next to me and just cuddled in. And we sat there still for about 45 minutes. And it was so beautiful. I think I dozed off slightly in that time. But in that space, I was able to just rest and I actually found myself feeling really moved because I was sat next to her. She was cuddled up with me and she was so loving and sweet. But for once, she wasn't trying to bounce on me or force my face into the chicken because I do a chicken impression and she finds it hilarious. And if I had to be on a schedule or I'd had to race off somewhere, I wouldn't have been able to lean into that 45 minutes plus of just cuddling and feeling so full in my heart. I remember feeling quite tearful with just joy at feeling so full of love for this little one and all my kids. And where are your spaces? Are you trying to write a piece of work at the moment? Are you trying to create something? Are you running to a bit of a deadline? Because, you know, that does speed things up a bit. But have you got some room within that to Take the space to just slow down, breathe, not chase down the next thing because you've got to go from here to there. Allow yourself the space to just stare out of the window while you're working on it. Let those ideas percolate in the back of your mind, in the depths of your heart and come up for when you need them. A bit like sleeping on it, the wisdom to just, well, sleep on it and an idea will come to you. You know, there is a lot of wisdom in pausing and allowing space. And if you are running around like a a blue asp fly, you're not going to get the space to really see something for the fullest that you could you're only going to have a passing glance at it and in the same way the work you're trying to make is going to be much richer so thank you so much for tuning in it's been my pleasure to host this and i hope it has blessed you if you would like to connect further then hop on over to my website at www.createperformandmother.com where you can sign up to my email list and receive regular emails, more insights, see the blog and generally know what's going on. If you would like to support the podcast, you can hop on over to my Buy Me A Coffee page, which you can also access from the main website. And you have the option to support either in a one-off donation or from as little as a pound a month. And every little bit helps. So I am so grateful for all my supporters. Thank you. If you'd like to connect with me on social, then my handles are all below. I'm on Instagram and Twitter most often. So do join me over there. And I would love to hear from you, hear how you're getting on, know what is inspiring and challenging you in your creative motherhood. It's always a pleasure to make connections. And, you know, 
meet other people in the same boat. So all that is left is for me to wish you a wonderful week full of opportunities for meaningful work and intentional family. God bless. <laughs>